altered. There is magic in the mundane, bliss in the banal. The day is your dharma. I'm your host, Amaryllis, Ayurvedic health counselor, yogini, and Akashic Records reader. And this is your life, altered. Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to episode eight, At the Altar of Your Body. I had said in last week's podcast that most of these episodes have been about spirit, intuition, things like that. But this podcast and my message of altered is about heaven and earth, the magic and the mundane, form and formless. I've been hitting more of the formless and more of the heaven and spirit. And so this episode is bringing that energy of earth form. I'm going to touch on a lot of different things in this episode. It's kind of a just a brief overview of a lot of topics. My suggestion is as you're listening, see what really pings within you, what strikes a chord, either lights you up in some sort of way, or maybe even makes you feel really uncomfortable or resistant or feels a little triggering. Follow that. Follow that and get curious about that. Follow that thread. That's usually how our highest self connects with us and how spirit connects with us and speaks to us is through these little tiny curiosities, these little sensations, or these ahas, these insights, these moments where we light up or when we feel a contraction. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to ask, and please feel free to share, email or DM, How have things been going since the last episode where I shared the Akashic Sunday session message of aligned action and the pause? I know for myself, there's been a lot of pausing because I'm in a a big in-between place and I'm not sure what that next step is, where forward is. And as the message had been communicated, it's about just finding the next toe placement, not the whole future path of your life, just the next toe placement. And that's exactly where I'm at. And perhaps you too. If you haven't already listened, go back to episode seven, have a listen. The message was beautiful and it has a similar theme. This is the year of five and it's a year of action. I think two out of the three Akashic Sunday session messages so far from this year have been about action. So I think we can expect to see more of this as the year progresses. Also right now, I am in the middle of preparing for a seasonal cleanse. Every spring and every fall, I have the practice of, I call it a pause, but most people, if I say that, don't understand what, what that means. More traditionally, it would be called a cleanse. Uh, I don't really... It's not so much a detox. I guess it is detoxifying, but I I just don't call it a detox. I think I'm in my fourth year now of doing this every spring and every fall. It's a beautiful practice to get, speaking of the body, this episode, to get into the body and give the systems a break. My cleanse is usually a five-day kitchery cleanse where I have nothing but kitchery, fresh-cooked daily for about five days and I stay off of social media. There's no inputs such as 
movies or any other entertainment. It's just about taking a sacred pause. I have a feeling it's going to look a little different this year because so much of 2020 was (laughs) this inward pause. So I'm curious to see what this year looks like or what comes up from that. Each season, it's meant to be a time out of rest and restoration. If we are always propelling ourselves forward, there's never a chance to actually sit and restore. And in Ayurveda, there's this concept of the two opposites, the spanda, the pulsation between two, action and stillness. And the spanda can be between two anythings, but in this case, it's between action and stillness. And I do them at the spring and fall because those are the major seasonal transitions that we go through. I have observed a lot comes up and out during these cleanses, these pauses, emotionally, mentally, and that my body says thank you for the break. And it's not so much for me about stopping doing things. It's more about the digestive reset. There's a cultural norm of incessant eating and snacking. The fourth meal, really, really late at night, people talking about going to the fridge because they're awake in the middle of the night and they're like, "Mm, what can I eat? Even at night, it doesn't stop. Always eating, overeating, takes a toll on the body. One, because the digestive system never gets a rest. Well, does it need to rest? Isn't it just a machine and it'll just like break down whatever I want it to? Well, no. It's not. (laughs) I mean, it will break it down, but not efficiently and not well. And there's a lot of consequences to that that I'm not going to get into here that affect the health and wellness of the body and the mind and emotions and hence connection to spirit. For sure, the digestive system needs a break. It also has that need for sponda, the pulsation between action and rest. And digesting takes a huge amount of energy. So if we're always, always, always using the energy of the body to digest incessantly, day and night, it never gets a break. So my body says, thank you. Right now, I'm easing into the cleanse, which means for the two weeks prior to when I've scheduled to actually do this this detox, this pause, I prepare for it. It's not sudden. It's not rash. I ease into it as a gradual progression because I know that the body's going to freak out and I want to eliminate that stress and that freak out. So two weeks before I set the intention of reducing dairy, meat, sugar, caffeine, gluten. And I know because I've done this so many times, I know that when I first set that intention, my mind freaks out and says, ah, what is going on? What is going on? No. And even though I rarely eat cheese, just because I've set that intention that I'm preparing for this cleanse, all of a sudden I crave cheese. And I'll honestly, last week, what, Monday, Tuesday, I ate a whole block of cheese. That never happens. But I know that the mind is going to freak out And I'm going to go through this um, kind of crazy, dramatic scene of the mind having a fit and having a tantrum and wanting all the things that I can't have. 
or that I say that I'm going to reduce and eliminate for this cleanse. So, so it's interesting to watch that play out and so consistently too. So now I'm in the place where the mind has settled down and it's more like, okay. And I have a craving for something. Say, mm, do I really want that? No, no, because I'm easing into the cleanse. So it feels more nourishing not to. Okay. So more about the cleanse in the next episode. That was just a little intro just to let you know what I'm doing and maybe to spark an interest for you. If you've never done a spring cleanse, taken a pause for yourself, this is the time. And I do want to put a little asterisk here that a detox is not just a stripping away. That's how our culture typically sees it is like eliminating all the things and then stripping the body. And there's a bunch of products that you can buy, detox kits, and it strips. And this isn't bad, but you can't only strip. There also has to be a nourishing component to it, something that rebuilds in a nourishing, revitalizing way. Think of it like a piece of furniture. You take the chemicals and you strip off the old paint and you don't leave it that way. You then probably coat it and treat it with a nice fine oil. That's exactly what we're doing here with the body is there probably has to be a cleansing and a clearing and also practices that help you rejuvenate. That's where you have the balance come in. Okay, moving on to the episode at the altar of the body. A big insight that I had about the time that I also um, kind of heard this word and this phrase altered at the altar of your life last December also came the message of right relationship. And I've been looking at my life and how to build right relationship in my life. Most people think of relationship meaning other people. Yes, this, it's a very big component. And also right relationship with everything in your life, things that you wouldn't even think of, right relationship with sleep, right relationship with food, right relationship with Mother Earth, right relationship with the body, as we will talk about in this episode. And it's such a huge topic that There's no way that in one episode I could go through all the things. It could be several episodes because there's so many facets to it. Most humans in the West are out of that right relationship with the body, even from a very early age. And as I talk about some of the reasons that we're out of relationship, know that it's our own doing that we keep repeating over and over. We're doing it to ourselves And it's our responsibility to shift that. But also know that there are many things that are not of our own doing, that are not our fault, but it's still each individual's responsibility to shift that. Because if it's affecting your body, even though the initiation of it wasn't your fault, now where you are, the place you are, you do have a responsibility to change the effect of it. I posted a while back on Instagram the idea, what if 
your body and your mind were sitting on the counselor's couch like a couple. So you've got your mind sitting on the cushion and you've got the whole rest of your body, everything sitting there saying to the counselor, we have problems. And then the mind goes and just rattles off all these issues, a laundry list of things. And then the counselor looks at the body. What is the body's take on all of this? How does the body feel about the way the mind is talking to it, treating it, asking of it, demanding of it, blaming it for? How does the body feel? What would the body have to say about the way the mind treats it? The truth is, it would probably have a lot to say about the unkindness and the challenges of the relationship, the pushing, the neglect, the negative self-talk. And this is heartbreaking because our body is our home on this planet. It is our truest home. Forget the house. It's our body. And yet we're in this really challenging relationship with the body. So some things that have created this out of balance relationship with our body. Remember, whether it's something that we are doing to ourselves or something that was done to us that wasn't our fault, it's still at this point our responsibility to do something differently, to shift, to change, to heal. The first is that we have a culture that completely <laughs> uh, normalizes tearing down the body. And it, made, it makes me think of the movie Mean Girls. If you've watched the movie, I'm thinking about the scene where the three girls who are part of this clique gather at a friend's house and they all gather in front of the mirror and start talking about what they hate about their bodies and just rattling off all these things that they don't like. Oh my God, I hate this. I hate that. Each one taking turns. And then they look to the new girl who just moved to the United States from Africa, grew up in a completely different culture. And she looks at them like, uh, wait, what? Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> and she's, I forget what she says. It's something completely random, but she doesn't get it. If you grow up in this culture, for many people, it's completely normal to talk about what you don't like about yourself or your body or what you hate or what you would change or you wish this or I wish I had your hair it, it's in the water, which we grew up in. You've also got religion, spiritual practices that are saying you're not allowed to move in a way that feels good or move in a way that others would enjoy watching, that it's not okay to be in your body and to express through your body. You've got dissociation. And this comes from many different things, but dissociation, meaning we just leave the body. We don't even feel connected to the body, maybe because of traumas or some people are empaths and don't have good energy body hygiene. They don't understand their energetic boundaries and therefore get bombarded with 
all the things around them and they don't understand that. And, and because it's so overwhelming, they just dissociate, disconnect. We have things going on in the mind, beliefs and self-talk about what we think our body should be able to do, how it should look, the way we want it to be different. Those are the things that I immediately came up with. So what within that really resonates with you about yes, or maybe all of them? The truth is we have to come home to the body. Whether you're somebody who's listening to this who's super spiritual, that is ascending and transcending and working with spirit and out there, you may not know how to come home to your body. And for those that have grown up in modern culture, you may not know also how to take care of the body. But we're here. We came to this planet. We are here. We are on this earth and we are in this form and it's not going to change. And I don't know about you, but I want to spend my time on this planet enjoying this vessel and being grateful for all the things that it does for me. Thank you. Thank you. So we're here in this body and it's not changing and we're out of right relationship and we know we need to come home, to come home, to cultivate a better relationship. And this is really, it, it's not so much the body, it's really the mind that's creating issues with the body through choices, decisions, self-talk, beliefs. Healing is needed to be able to say, I love you. My three keystone practices for coming home to the body are grounding it, accepting it, loving and appreciating it. There was a pause there. I had to stop the recording. I'm not quite sure where I was when I left off. But I did remember another aspect of being out of relationship with the body, being unaware of the body's language. So imagine if we were on that counselor's couch, body and mind, but the body is speaking a language that the mind doesn't understand. It's a different story if the mind just rejects what the body is saying, because sometimes it's a universal language. But there are many ways that the body communicates to us daily that we don't recognize what it's trying to communicate. And there are many things in our culture that are considered normal that are actually not normal. And it's the body communicating to us, hey, things are out of balance. Things are out of whack. Things are out of alignment. I need help. I need some help. These messages start off subtle and progressively grow more intense and louder until the body is screaming at us or completely shuts down. So much of the time we see the way that the body is communicating, it's imbalanced to us. We think that that is the problem and that that actually is a symptom of a deeper problem. 
So there's several things going on there. One, that we just don't know the language. And even if we do start to understand something's going on, it's misdiagnosed. And what is actually the symptom and the communication of the imbalance is considered the issue and the problem when the truth is there's something deeper, the root cause. But we don't understand that. And in our culture, we think that it's fine because lots of people also have this issue or this problem or this challenge. So it's, it's not really a big deal. The truth of the matter is it might be the social cultural norm, but it's not normal in the functioning of our physiology. For each person, coming home into the body is going to be a different experience of what truly brings them down and in and home into their own physical experience in a loving, powerful, accepting way. I ended up coming back to Ayurveda. It was something that I had seen and known about in my early 20s. And I would read the books, but something in it just didn't make sense to me. I, I couldn't understand it. And then I came back to Ayurveda and daily practices and started reading Ayurveda books. And the, one of the first ones that transformed my life, and I ended up leading a program around it, coaching others on how to have Ayurvedic habits, was this book by Kate Stillman called Body Thrive. Highly recommend it for everybody. Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga, for those that don't know. And it's essentially how to have a body, how to have a body on this planet. I know some people feel like it's so much or that it feels very complicated or very nuanced. And I can see why they feel that way because it is very unique and individualized, but it also feels that way or comes across that way to our modern minds because we live so out of touch with the natural rhythms that we have to learn again how to come back to those natural rhythms that we've grown so far away from and that there's a lot of resistance to that. But beginning these practices, the daily habits of Ayurveda helped heal and ground and come into loving acceptance of the body in a deeper, more profound way, a more intelligent way because it shifts day to day. Now I'm at this place where I can ask the body my body, what she needs. What is she needing today? And I can hear it and I can honor what it's asking for. I understand the language better now so she can communicate to me. And I'm always looking out for the signs of her language. And I know very quickly when something's off. And there are some things that have been manifesting for years, decades even, And I understand that it's going to be a longer healing process for those things. That's okay. Of course, I highly recommend Ayurveda learning and living the practices of Ayurveda to come into balance and come into harmony with your your dosha and find balance within that aligns you with nature because we are nature. But even if that sounds far off for you, overwhelming, that's fine. I'm putting it out there in case anybody is really saying, ooh, 
what is that? It's very individualized, but brings me home, but also helps me connect to have this intimate connection in relationship with my body. Go for it. Yes. Yes. It's the lost art of how to have a body in our modern world. For those that aren't interested right now in stepping into Ayurveda, learning anything in that realm, I have these key concepts of grounding down, which means out of the head and coming down into the body. And you could take it even a step further into grounding yourself onto the earth, accepting the body, accepting that you have this form, that it's not going anywhere and that you have this relationship within it. This is the ultimate marriage. This is the ultimate commitment for your lifetime. And life gets a whole lot better when you're in right relationship with your body. And part of that comes with acceptance, loving and appreciating it, loving it as in giving it the self-care practices you know that help it to feel good whatever it is that helps you love on your body and appreciating it instead of taking it for granted, appreciating all the things that it does that go unnoticed and unacknowledged every day. And think if you were in a relationship with another person and they did so much for you every day, how terrible they'd feel, how taken for granted they'd feel. All the things that the body does And this is where I really have that practice of sitting at the altar of my body, sitting in prayer, not asking for something, not wishing or wanting something from my body, but saying thank you and acknowledging all the beautiful ways, all the beautiful things it does and takes care of and assists with and facilitates and experiences. Thank you body, you are amazing. So for this week, I ask that you reflect upon your relationship with your body, past to present, the things that created that imbalance in the relationship that were not your fault or your doing, and the things that are of your own doing and choice, and how you could start to shift that, how you can start to take responsibility for healing or transforming or coming home, coming back into right relationship because it is truly the relationship you never get out of. And if you try, it just makes things so much harder. Ground the body, accept the body, love and appreciate the body. Come home to this form, this aspect of earth, this vessel containing spirit, this seemingly mundane thing that is truly magic. This week, may we sit at the altar of the body. Remember that spirit guides but never decides. How will you choose this hour, this day, this week at the altar of your life? Thank you so much for listening. If you feel called, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it. Also, connect with me and discover more on Instagram at Amaryllis underscore Fernandez. Until next time.